Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. For this edition, a timely message from Dr. Everett Piper about truth. Dr. Everett Piper is a columnist for the Washington Times and a Christian broadcaster. He retired as president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University in May of 2019. Dr. Piper is the author of Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Most recently, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. Dr. Piper made his remarks during the Illinois Family Institute's 2022 Worldview Conference at the Village Church of Barrington. I'm supposed to talk about truth. Truth, primacy of Jesus Christ, the priority of scripture, the pursuit of truth, and the practice of wisdom. Four things. Class, I'm gonna repeat that for you. Take notes, there will be a quiz. If I was still a college president, I'd give you free tuition if you pass it. What was the first one? The primacy of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Alpha and He is the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Lion of Judah. He's the Lamb of God. He's the great I Am. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. The primacy of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Son of God. That's the definition of is. Bill Clinton. Primacy of Jesus Christ, the priority of Scripture. The Bible is the Word of God. It's inerrant, infallible, it is authoritative, it is true. It's not just an interesting book of literature. It's not something to sit on your shelf and collect dust. It's defensible, it's researched, it has more proof of its veracity than any other book ever given to mankind, and that's a fact. That's a fact. Primacy of Jesus Christ class, the priority of scripture. What was the third thing in this lesson of four? This lesson of four eyes, this worldview lesson that I'm giving you, that you look through your glasses to assess what's right and real and what's just and good, what's true and false. The primacy of Christ, the priority of scripture, the pursuit of truth was the third one. Pursuit of truth. Now what is implicit in what I'm saying right now? What am I implying? What am I saying to you, class? The truth is out there, it's real, you pursue it, you don't make it up. You don't construct it, you find it. It's real, it's not make-believe. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. The facts don't care about your feelings, to quote Ben Shapiro. You pursue truth because, and I'll use an academic term here, an objective reality. And objective means it's not subjective. What does subjective mean, class? It means it's subject to you, that you, the subject, are going to take charge of defining it. No, you don't define it. Os Guinness says this in his little book titled A Time for Truth. Falsehood is false even if everyone believes it, and truth is true even if no one believes it. Truth is true, and that's just the end of it. Do you get that? It's a simple statement, but in Oz Guinness's British panache, he might be able to lose you a little bit in that. I'll say it again. Falsehood is false, even if everyone believes it. And truth is true, 
even if no one believes it. Truth is true and that's just the end of it. In other words, you don't matter. Truth is bigger than you. In class, if you're gonna graduate from my university, on commencement day, on graduation day, as you're sitting out here in your funny cap and gown, and me standing up here at the podium giving you a long-winded commencement address, that's not why you're here, you're bored out of your mind, get on with it, Piper, we want our diploma. You march forward alphabetically to my left, your right, you stand here, you wait for me to call your name, you march across the stage, I shake your hand, and I hand you a piece of paper, and I whisper in your ear, Congratulations, you now have a degree in opinions. Does that make any sense? No, you just spent four years of study, four years of memorization, four years of quizzes, four years of tests, four years of exorbitant financial <laughs> sacrifice by your moms and dads to pay for you to go to this place. You spent four years of lousy cafeteria food. You have spent four years in the ivory tower, in the academy, the pinnacle of education, and I'm gonna have you hand you a piece of paper and say, congratulations, you've got an opinion? <laughs> Guess what, class? I don't give degrees and opinions. I expect you to learn something of what's right, what's just, what's real, what's good. I expect you to learn something. Oh, and if you want to challenge me, class, and say, well, that's just your opinion of education. That's your opinion of truth. I want to ask you a simple question, a C.S. Lewis question, if you will. Are you majoring in engineering? If you are, are you going to design bridges on the basis of your opinion? If you are, please tell me which bridge it is that you designed. <laughs> How about airplanes? Did you design an airplane on the basis of your opinion? You won't get in it, and I don't want to get in it because we both know it won't fly. If you're a nurse, are you going to administer medication to me on the basis of your opinion? If so, stay away from me. You're dangerous. Here, class, I've got something to tell you with regard to truth and opinions. Opinions are dangerous. They always lead to bondage and slavery. The proof? Look at the lessons of history. Pol Pot had an opinion. Mao had an opinion, Robespierre, Chavez, Mussolini, Hitler. All the despots of history had opinions, didn't they? Vladimir Putin has opinions. And it's not ending very well for the people of Ukraine right now. Opinions always lead, always lead to brokenness, bondage, and slavery. You will either suffer the consequences of your own sin or the consequences of somebody else's sin that has more power than you. But guess what, class? Jesus told you that the truth will set you free. Opinions always lead to slavery. Truth will set you free. So class, on this issue of truth, remember the words of G.K. Chesterton. G.K. Chesterton said, if you get rid of the big laws of God, Piper paraphrase, the truths of God, the truths of those 10 simple commandments, let's say, those big laws, those simple laws, those few laws, those truths, Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, and soul. If you get rid of those 10 simple truths, those 10 simple laws, guess what? Guess what? Chesterton told you 
that you won't get more liberty, you won't get more freedom. What you'll get is a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, millions and millions of little laws from Washington, D.C., in Oklahoma City, in my case. What's the capital of Illinois? Springfield, in your case. Sorry, class. <laughs> Seriously, you'll get millions of little laws rushing in to fill the vacuum. Millions of little opinions, right? Replacing those simple few truths. And those opinions will enslave you down to the point where they'll tell you, require of you, make it the law of the land on how you're going to use the bathroom and what pronouns you have to use. Is that freedom? That's the devastating consequences of abandoning truth, class. So the primacy of Jesus Christ, the priority of Scripture, the pursuit of truth, and the fourth one was, class, the practice of wisdom. These are the four P's, the four pillars of a biblical worldview, a worldview that serves as your glasses if you don't have the glasses on, things are fuzzy and confused, and you start looking very closely rather than out and gaining perspective. And all you see is, well, your own navel, you're navel-gazing, you're a narcissist, you're a meist. Everything's about me. You're a narcissist. You're like the Greek god Narcissus, standing at the edge of the pool, gazing into it, seeing his own reflection, infatuated with what he sees right here because he can see nothing else out there, thinking that, oh, I am so beautiful, I'm so grand, and I'm so handsome, until in his utter wokeness, self-infatuation, his adolescent arrogance, he slips and he falls in and he drowns. You want a definition of wokeness? I just gave it to you. It's me. Me-ism. It's all about me. It's I. It's not about anybody else. It's this myopic focus on self. It's this idea of looking in the mirror and being infatuated with the God I see in that rather than the God I find in the Bible. That's wokeness. So class, the four things through which you should look, the four eyes that you should use, the glasses, the worldview for you to assess what's real and right and just and true are Jesus, the Bible, truth with a capital T, not your opinions. We don't care. We really don't. We don't care what your opinion is when you graduate. And then, you know what? Having all that stuff in your head is great. That's great, class. That's great, graduates. I'm glad you've got that stuff in your head. I'm glad you listened to the ideas. I'm glad you can pass the quiz. I'm glad you can regurgitate all of this on paper. But I have a question for you, class. Are you going to do anything about it? Are you going to practice wisdom? The primacy of Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Son of God. The priority of Scripture, the Bible is the Word of God. The pursuit of truth, truth is given by God. It is not made up by you or me and the practice of wisdom, holiness, sanctification, being set apart for obedience unto the Lord. That's demanded by God. Dr. Everett Piper, during the Illinois Family Institute's 2022 Worldview Conference at the Village Church of Barrington. After a brief time out, Dr. Piper will speak about integrity, integration, and remind us that truth matters.
teens describe cancel culture. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Recently, the New York Times asked six teens to describe what cancel culture is really like. Their responses show just how normal the term has become. For many, it's basically a joke, a word thrown around about anything and everything. That's not surprising for a generation so plugged in and now coming of age just as the term has reached critical mass. For others, it's a way to take away someone's power and call them out for being problematic in a situation, as one girl put it. But that power element makes cancel culture so dangerous. Canceling someone is less about holding convictions with integrity than it is convincing a mob of peers to forever isolate someone else. And who decides what should be canceled if not the powerful, which itself is subject to the changing whims of a moment's majority. This isn't about enduring truths or standing for what's right. These students have inherited a world with troubling public figures, celebrities, causes, and past sins, but no example of what to do with them. This is an opportunity for Christians to show a better way. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. An important and timely film is coming to a location near you. I'm Pastor Cecil LaFleur from Illinois Family Institute's Public School Exit Campaign. Grooming sex ed and leftist politics have invaded our taxpayer-funded classrooms. Students are failing to meet academic standards. That's why we're hoping you'll come see Schoolhouse Rocked, the homeschool revolution. Schoolhouse Rocked offers a Christian perspective on the growing homeschool movement and provides valuable insights on how you can homeschool your kids or grandkids with better better outcomes than government schools. I spoke with Yvette Hampton. She and her husband Garrett homeschooled their children and are the producers of Schoolhouse Rock. Train up the next generation <laughs> of God-fearing leaders. You don't want to miss Schoolhouse Rock, the homeschool revolution. Admission is free. For dates, times, locations, and to view the Schoolhouse Rock trailer, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. IllinoisFamily.org. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. During this portion of Spotlight, Dr. Everett Piper discusses integrity, integration, and reminds us that truth matters. His remarks were recorded during the Illinois Family Institute's 2022 Worldview Conference at the Village Church of Barrington. Dr. Piper is an author, Christian broadcaster, and a columnist for the Washington Times. I want you to be young men and young women, old men and old women, of integrity. I want you to be integrationists. I don't want you to be segregationists. I don't want you to separate, segregate things that are supposed to be united. You don't separate a head from the heart or fact from faith or belief from behavior. King Solomon told us that you don't cut a living thing in half. You don't cut a baby in half because when you do, what do you have? A dead baby. You killed it. And the same is true for you, class, and the way you live your life. If you're not an integrationist, if you're not a man and woman of integrity, if you haven't integrated and unified and combined together your head and your heart, your facts and your faith, your beliefs and your behaviors. If you aren't practicing what you preach, there's a word for you. It's called liar. No one can trust you. No one will believe you. It's called hypocrisy. It's called duplicity. Truth matters. Ideas 
matter. And the scenario I just led you through in my college class, that is the most important message for our time. Because almost every one of your young people that you cross on the sidewalk or even meet in this church is being told to believe something exactly the opposite of what I just told you. They're being told it's all about them, that they need to be affirmed. No one can challenge them. If they think it, then it's so. That they can make it up as they go. That there's no such thing as truth, and that's the truth. And nobody bothers to say, what you just said is stupid. (laughs) That makes no sense. Am I watching a dog chase its tail here or what? This would be funny if it weren't so sad. It's the most important message of our time, and if we don't get this right, our culture is lost. Last analogy, or not analogy, I just read two surveys this week. One was from FIRE, the Foundation of Individual Rights and Education, and that survey says that 23% of our college students think that using violence to silence someone they disagree with is a moral good. Don't let that one skip past you. 23% of our college kids think that using violence to silence me is a moral good. That should scare the tar out of you. Quarter of our graduating college students buy that crap. Can I say crap here? Sorry. (laughs) I'm from Oklahoma. (laughs) Another survey by the Trafalgar Group shows that 66% of American Democrats believe that Justin Trudeau is right in what he did. 66%. That one should should frighten you even more. Two-thirds of American Democrats think that the draconian, excuse me, draconian, overbearing, cocky, arrogant, smug, self-righteousness of the little emperor named Justin Trudeau strutting around naked as a jaybird and and when anybody bothers to stand on the side of the parade and say, your clothes don't exist, you are showing your bare butt to the world right now in your arrogance and your smug self-righteousness, little emperor. 66% of Democrats disagree with that critique of Justin Trudeau and think that he was right to use violence by empowering the police to literally run roughshod with horses over truckers who just want to be left alone. And one old man that did nothing but honk approval from the sidelines and they rough him up and throw him in jail and one woman in an electric wheelchair was run over by a horse. And we've got 66% of our Democrats agreeing with that. Why? Because they don't get the lesson I just shared with you, that truth matters and truth will give us freedom, but these opinions grounded in feelings of Justin Trudeau will lead to nothing but bondage. And the proof is in the news. We're watching it. You're watching the Olympics. Men are competing against women and breaking all records. You're watching at the University of Pennsylvania where the male swimmer, you've read the stories. You've read the stories of high school uh, track athletes. There are two males that have declared themselves females and they're dominating. This is happening. This is happening. So if you buy this lie, 
women will be the ones who suffer the consequences. And that's why you can win this and you should win this if you stop being quiet about it. Everybody should declare themselves a feminist right now because you're ready to defend the female. Everyone should declare themselves to be pro-woman right now because you believe that women are real. Everyone in this room should declare themselves to be soldiers for Title IX because Title IX is a 1972 law that was established to give women equal access to college sports, high school sports, facilities, scholarships, and whatnot. Everyone in here should say, we believe women are real. They're not leprechauns and unicorns. They're not fabrications. They're not fantasies. They are facts. Your daughters are going to lose their sports, and you're going to lose your right to even call yourself what you are. I mean, this is, like, this is just crazy. The, the trans argument can be won. And you know who agrees with you? Bruce Jenner. I'm serious. Bruce Jenner is out there saying that it's unfair for biological men to compete against women because they have a physical advantage. You can't make this up. I mean, on that issue, he's right, but he apparently doesn't see the irony that he's the one saying it. So are we at the end of the age of words? There's a thing called revival. We've been in these situations before. Are we in an age where words are meaningless and debate is almost ineffectual or uh, it's so offensive to those that disagree with us that we will be shouted down? Well, 23% of college students think so. Um, so we are at the precipice of falling into this messy territory. We really are. I do think it's recoverable because I do think sense that's common and common sense can still win the day. I think you saw that in Virginia. A lot of those people weren't Christians. They just had common sense. They don't want porn being peddled to their kids in school. Maia Kababi's book, Gender Queer, is awful. You can go Google it and see the pictures that are in that book that your kids are being shown in schools. It's awful. It's awful. There's no way a normal human being with half a brain can look at those pictures and say, our kids should be seeing this, but Mia Kababi's book is being peddled in your schools. It's titled Gender Queer. Go Google it. And then you've got Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eyes. It's got a full-page description of incestuous rape. Full page. And your kids are being assigned that as literature. Are we at the age of these ideas prevailing? Yeah, if we don't speak up. But you got a lot of people that don't like this stuff co-belligerents. You've got believers and non-believers. You've got Sikhs and Muslims and Anglicans and Anabaptists and atheists and agnostics and Mormons and Methodists. You've got a lot of people that don't like this stuff and co-belligerents saying, this makes no sense, not on my watch, is a strategy we should employ and pray for revival and the people will recognize that the only place this wisdom comes from is from the word of God. Even Adam Carolla recognized that when I was on his show. I was on Adam Carolla's show. And how many of you know who Adam Carolla is? Shame on you. Shame. I was invited on Adam Carolla's show to talk about not a daycare. At the end of saying a lot of the stuff you've heard me say, on Adam Carolla's show. And by the way, if you go Google Adam Carolla Everett Piper, I have nothing to do with the first hour and a half of that show. Fast forward to the last half hour. 
I cannot believe he says the things he says and gets away with it in today's culture. But at the end of the half hour where I was on the show talking about G.K. Chesterton, C.S. Lewis, the four P's, the primacy of Christ, priority of scripture, pursuit of truth, practice of wisdom. You know what Adam Carolla said? Thank you. What the world needs today is more of this wisdom. Co-belligerence people, speak the truth, speak it boldly, speak it clearly, that'll preach. Dr. Everett Piper, during the Illinois Family Institute's 2022 Worldview Conference at the Village Church of Barrington. Find out more about Dr. Piper at dreverpiper.com. Make sure you go to illinoisfamily.org to order free copies of IFI's nonpartisan Illinois Primary Voter Guide. The guide provides information about where the candidates stand on life, education, and other key issues. And when you visit illinoisfamily.org, be sure to check out our events page. Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. All donations are tax deductible. And tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.